Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. This is the Business AF Podcast, and this is episode <coughs> 17, and we have Amy and Caitlin from Simply Social Media. They are the owners and uh, collaborators of all things influencer marketing. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to be here. So t- uh, can you tell me a little bit about your business and how you guys got started in terms of working together? Sure. Yeah. So we met on Instagram. <laughs> so back in um, 2014, we were both being social and posting pictures and um, liking each other's pictures. And that's kind of how this all started. I reached out to Amy and I said, hey, I love your pictures. Um, I've never seen a lot of those locations. Would you mind showing me around? And then we completely hit it off and had all these great ideas. Instantly. Instantly. (laughs) Around Instagram specifically in ways that we could collaborate. Uh So we literally started, like, our first IRL meeting um, was all about, like, how can we collaborate? Mm -hmm. How can we work together? Mm -hmm. Um, We started an Instagram platform, an account that is now – one of our biggest micro influencer accounts, simply Santa Fe and M. And it's all about collaboration. Mm-hmm. We literally <laughs> use user generated content every time we post to talk about everything local that's mm-hmm. happening with mm-hmm. businesses, there's events, lots of creators here in Santa Fe. It's a very community centered oh, yeah. and collaborative community in real life already. Mm-hmm. So, to make that jump to the virtual um, was pretty easy. Yeah. So like, people meet each other through the platform, they get inspired. Yeah, one of our biggest fans and supporters actually followed that platform for a year before she moved here and made oh, wow. so many connections <laughs> that when she landed in San Diego, she was like already part of the community. So yeah, yeah it's really cool the way mm-hmm. People can collaborate and you know utilize that technology. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting in terms of the brand that you created together. But just going back a little bit in terms of like really hitting it off and realizing that you wanted to start this together, um, I'd like to know maybe some like collaboration. I think a lot of people talk about it, but they don't actually do it. And so I would like to know, like, what characteristics you guys saw in each other that you knew that this was something you had to do? I think there was a lot of, when we met, a lot of yes and, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, like oh, what about this idea? Yeah. What about this idea? Yeah. What about yes these and. people together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had met through um, a collaboration that mm-hmm. the city had put on. They started a hashtag campaign um, to get more young people aware of Santa Fe as like a really cool place to be and live. And, work. Um, and so there was already like this collaborative air about how we met. Mm-hmm. And then obviously through that platform that can be so collaborative if you did it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there, like Kaylin said, we just were like, this is so cool what's happening. What can we do? How can we build on that? Mm-hmm. It really happened to be in a space and place where 
in our lives where we were ready for that. So that was also helpful. We were very motivated um, to do some kind of project together. Mm-hmm. We're also both Tauruses. <laughs> our birthdays are within five days of each other, which I think is hit or miss with Tauruses. Either <laughs> love or hate each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we just also both have a lot of similarities. Coincidentally, yeah. we're both from Michigan. Um, oh, okay. We also have a lot of differences, but there was just collaboration in around everything we were doing as soon as we met and we just took it and ran. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's, I mean, that's really interesting because I think a lot of people try it. Like I said, you know, they say they're about collaboration, but there's some deep down competition in there. It's so, I mean, <laughs> we like to use is collaboration over competition mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's hard. It's, it's a hard, I think you have to constantly work at it and you have to leave your ego aside. You have to be very dedicated to the concept of collaboration, not necessarily always being in 100% control of everything that happens with a mm-hmm. collaboration. You have to let others in. Yeah, it's work. You never know what will happen. <laughs> it's work, definitely. For sure. Right. Yeah, I think... That I, I mean, I've had some collaborations that just kind of fizzle out. And I think it's because it becomes work and not fun. Right. And I think there's a good balance in there. Um, so you guys find a lot of sim- similarities in your personalities um, and just things that you're doing and able to have this uh, successful business. Have those characteristics in terms of your roles and responsibilities and tasks changed over time? Since you've been working together. And they're still changing. In Mm -hmm. fact, we have, we're working with a business coach now and Mm -hmm. we're doing a a whole new workflow update to get um, a little more seamless. And, you know, things change. We had three employees last year. This year we have none. So we're scaling and changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say really, honestly, the key to our being able to collaborate as business partners on top of all the collaboration we do with our clients is communication. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, like I said, it will fizzle out, right? If there's not two or three or four or however many people involved in the collaboration, if everyone isn't equally invested, mm-hmm. um, they will fizzle out. It's really too hard for one or two people to carry something. Right. Yes. I, I can definitely identify with that because I have a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> we would have, this podcast would have been done if it weren't for him. Because I was like, oh, this is so much work. And <laughs> I was like, oh, well, we, let's keep moving. You know, let's just change. And Oh, yeah. It really helps to have somebody else as like another cheerleader, right? It's- another person saying, look what we can accomplish when we partner together and really work on our goals and to our strengths. Yeah. Right. We would not have done what we have done uh, separately. Yeah. Yeah. So everything, everything <laughs> literally is built on a foundation of that. Well, thank you for joining us, Chris. Hi. (laughs) He's been here the whole time, so (laughs) listening. And so do you have something you want to ask them, Chris, specifically based on what we've been talking about? Um, As a team, what struggles have you found working together? Mm -hmm. When we're not communicating, that is when we really struggle. And then if we're not talking about things 
they can build into resentments of I'm doing this, she's not doing that. And, you know, not constantly working on that communication and who's doing what and how things are happening. Um, and those resentments build up. It's like any, re- it's a relationship. Right? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's like a marriage or a partnership <laughs> or, you know, we constantly have to be working at it. Um, so we've noticed when mm-hmm. we're not communicating, things things don't go well. Mm-hmm. And is this your guys' um, like full-time job? Pretty much, yeah? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm yeah. also yeah. a professional photographer. I do wedding photography yeah. and some events, but this takes up, uh, the majority. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's full time. So um, I'd like you to just, I mean, you talked about your collaboration and the Instagram account that you created. So what do you actually do for clients? All kinds of things. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> yeah, evolving and changing depending on yeah. But um, specifically, we are an influencer and social media marketing agency. Um, really scaling to do a lot more of the influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the main way that we approach that kind of work is event-based. So there was a, Instagram came up with the concept of an Insta meet, which is bringing people from the virtual world online, Instagram, to a place in real life to mm-hmm. meet up together. Mm-hmm. So we've built on that concept and do that for organizations and businesses. Mm-hmm. So for example, one of our clients we've been working with going into our third year now um, is a spa resort, Sunrise Spring Spa Resort. And we bring groups of people there for weekend stays and they will have their experience. They will post about it. The spa, you know, gets tons of social promotion outside of their normal audiences, so they're reaching new demos. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have access to all of that user-generated content that is um, right. produced during those events. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, you know, also a lot of the people who have been there are now brand ambassadors. Like even after they have posted their contracted amount, they're still talking about their experience and yeah, what yeah. So there's a lot of different, you know, trickle down effects. Mm-hmm. That that kind of reminds me of what NASA is doing. And I don't know if you guys have seen any of the stuff that I posted about NASA, but um, they do NASA social. So they invite people that are, you know, active online and they come and they write blogs and do videos and tweet and do all that stuff. And it's the same thing. You're like, you're pushing out like NASA content with yeah. other people and you don't have to, you just invite them to get this exclusive access. Exactly. It's all about that exclusive access. Right. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, so we have to collaborate with the client to, mm-hmm. you know, produce or um, the event itself. And then we also have to collaborate with our influencers mm-hmm. groups carefully to make sure that the people we're bringing there, you know, really will do what we hope they will do. Um, so we're constantly, constant collaboration. Yeah. I think um, uh, one thing I want to touch on it and I, I guess <coughs> clarify, cause I know a lot of people, I think outside of the marketing world, they think influencer means uh, Kim Kardashian or someone that's like, has millions of followers. What? 
That's of always my example. Whenever we speak about this, I'm always picking on the Kardashians. How do you how do you um, combat those misconceptions about what an influencer is and in your business, and how do you convey that to other people? There's a lot of education around that. Yeah. That's that's the topic that we speak about at conferences. Um, educating people about like how to look for the right type of influencer, how to spot somebody that might be fake or that's not really kind of somebody that you would want to work with. And so we teach people about using micro-influencers and why those are better than using mega or celebrity influencers. Yeah, we use almost exclusively um, micro and nano-influencers. Oh, nano-influencer. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of different um, thoughts about the numbers exactly that make mm -hmm. up different categories, but in general, uh, nanos from about 500 to 10,000, a micros about 10 to 100,000. Okay. Honestly, okay. numbers are less important to us than at engagement. Right. We want, I would rather have someone at our event who has 500 followers but can create that conversation. If there's mm -hmm. 20, 40, 50 comments, you know, that's yeah. way more important than someone with 20,000 that has zero engagement. Right. Right. Yes, I, I've seen that. I've, I think last week I saw someone with 19,000 followers and six likes. Yeah. yeah. So that's like. Oh, those are bots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, you know, that that's not influence. Right. So somebody right. that's in the social media world, we see that. And obviously, oh, we, we know what's going on. But there's a lot of education um, for since influencer marketing is still a new concept. Right, exactly. I think it already has like this reputation mm -hmm. that we have to battle against. So it's not just education. This year, we're really focusing on trying to change that conversation mm -hmm. about um, what influencer marketing can do. Who are some of the biggest influencers that you guys have worked with? Ooh, good question. In terms of numbers, yeah. um, there is a woman named Ja Soon Kim, mm -hmm. and um, she has over a hundred thousand, which for our region is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're pretty regionally focused, so all of New Mexico, parts of Colorado, Arizona, you know, kind of our area down here in the Southwest. Um, She's probably the biggest in numbers and also just like genuine engagement. She's a pretty massive influencer for our area. What does she focus on? Just a lot of um, design. Um, flat lace. Mm -hmm. And so she's she's from Hawaii. And so she's got um, a lot of, she takes flowers and um, leaves and lays them out in nice patterns. Okay. She's them from above. Mm -hmm. We actually find, I mean, there's a lot of influencers, especially at the micro and nano level that have their specific niche and that's great. But our favorite influencer that we work with, I think the type is someone who can talk to any kind of audience, really. Um, that's the most bang for our buck because their audience is a little more diverse. Okay. Interesting because I just started uh, my MMA account pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, I'm not really like marketing it or anything, but I, I fight. So, um, oh, cool. martial arts or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, um, uh, it's funny because I just started it maybe a few months ago, and then now I'm starting to have people contact me mm -hmm. just for advice. And I'm like, because I'm not, I feel like I'm not at that level to give advice. 
but people are asking me like how to get started or yeah you know just small things yeah <laughs> yeah you're clearly doing something right you know yeah. I, I think experts like you know you're you're doing what you do and if it resonates then, um yeah, it's funny because I didn't grow to try and grow my MMA career. I did to touch try and help grow my business, mm -hmm. but to get people on my MMA page to start following my business as well. So it was totally a mistake on trying to <laughs> help. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess, well, I think that our entire business on <laughs> like we did not plan this at all. Yeah, I think it speaks to that, like, everyone is an influencer in some way, yeah. um, whether yeah. you think it or not. Yeah. You know. That's how we start out our presentations when we talk. It will ask people, like, where would you go here in San Diego for coffee? You know, everyone can tell us, right? You exactly. And yeah. like, you just influenced me. So, yeah. really, everyone, to some extent, is an influencer. Obviously, some people are more you know how they really create conversation in those are things we're really looking for but can if that's something that they're interested in doing right so you talked about talking and or speaking and talking to these groups um can you talk a little bit about that like you know you, your 2020 goal is like focus on influencer and then speaking Mm -hmm. What do you? What's your next? What's next for you guys in 2020? Let's see. We got. We want to do more speaking, right? More educating and changing the narrative about influencer marketing, um, and more training, teaching people locally, building a course online. Mm -hmm. <coughs> we our next um, speaking gig is at the MDMC. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about that one. We've we've spoken a lot with um, the public. Public Relations Society of America, mm -hmm. um, international conference, two years running now. Um, mm -hmm. And so we've also talked to a lot of um, hospitality, mm -hmm. sort of niche industries. Mm -hmm. um, but this is exciting to get to go talk to you know people who live and breathe and die on mm -hmm. marketing. So. Yeah. You know, in that niche can definitely be felt. I mean, I feel it, but um, what is like, who is your like, I not ideal client, but like, so if someone you had to collaborate with, like this goal, like this is my goal, I want to collaborate with these people or this organization, who is that? Do you have that in mind? Our industries that we're really focused on and have done the most work with and just really enjoy and really, really want to focus our attention on is art and culture and hospitality. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, we love the spa work. <laughs> we want to work with more spas. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we've worked for five years with the Santa Fe Opera. Mm -hmm. And so we brought large groups up to the opera as basically a social media press preview. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those those industries are really set up for mm -hmm. the work we do. It's really doesn't take much to kind of have us step in. Mm -hmm. You know, we plan unique events, but they already have everything that we need. Right. We don't have to create something out of nothing, right. basically. Um, do you have any aspirations to maybe do something like this outside of Santa Fe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. What 
is who is who are you looking for? Or like, do you have any uh, dream people you would like to collaborate with? Spots, 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 everywhere. Spots. We're really, really good at that work. Relaxing. <laughs> um, I think you guys get free massages. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's define free. <laughs> we work for those massages. Oh, yes. yes, we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really our our dream client is mm -hmm. the hospitality segment mm -hmm. and clients who get it. That's right. that's our big thing for twenty twenty. Is right. we're not going to work with anybody that doesn't value what we do yeah. and see the benefit from it. Because especially with influencer marketing, yes, we can provide you performance data on, you know, posts and hashtags, but a lot of the ROI is in relationships built and community. And so really we want that client who values that aspect of it and wants to hear the anecdotal evidence, wants to see that social proof happening of, you know, conversations and people connecting over their place mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah I definitely see that as something that people are are gearing towards at least building relationships and if you don't have it set up properly there's no way to quantify that you yeah know? I mean even when you do have it set up it's still hard to quantify that mm -hmm. so that's also you know I think overrides actually any kind of industry that we would work with you know we're not exclusive to the arts and culture and hospitality but we are pretty exclusive now to working with clients who value that as a return on investment along with the data. Right, right, exactly. What about your onboarding process? When you start meeting someone new that you're gonna work with, mm -hmm. how, how do you engage with that uh, potential client? We start by asking them what their goals are, right? Yeah. And so if they, if they already have an idea that they wanna do influencer marketing, maybe getting some information why why they see it working for them mm -hmm. and their goals that also kind of will help us see if there's any perceptions that we need to clarify right right or mm -hmm. your expectations just are not something that we feel like we can meet with what we do so we definitely start with objectives with that um the other part of the process is actually having that experience for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we started working with Sunrise Springs, um, they invited us out for the weekend and said, just, you know, come stay for the weekend. Here's your itinerary of things to do and then do your own things, have an experience and let's meet back up afterwards and you can tell us how you think we can, you know, work together. Mm -hmm. So having some creative space is really important too. So we give our influencers um, pretty much 100% creative freedom. Mm -hmm. So to get a little bit of that also from the client is, is pretty essential when we're starting to work with someone. And which platforms do you work on and don't work on? We primarily work through Instagram. So most influencer marketing right mm -hmm. now is done through Instagram. It is built in a way that works really well. However, yeah. we are working on expanding that to other platforms. Yeah, so we've really started <laughs> to seek out bloggers because blogging um you know seems to be having a real resurgence mm -hmm. um we are limited mm -hmm. to where we can track hashtags so right. really love to pull some other platforms in twitter we can do that easily twitter doesn't happen to be a very popular platform in our region mm -hmm. so it tends to be more like what's posted auto posted to twitter from mm -hmm. 
Instagram is where our thoughts come on that end. Mm -hmm. um, we'd really love to figure out how to support <coughs> to LinkedIn. Um, but so far, hi, LinkedIn. <laughs> um, maybe someone out there in LinkedIn land can maybe. tell us. <laughs> uh, we need a program that can track um, hashtag, hashtags on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we got it of our performance data is on. The, we have a, a specific event hashtag for every event that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some tools out there. So we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other thing is we um, we always talk about it to a client of what they're able to provide as far as mm -hmm. an experience or what they're able to offer the influencers because we've been doing this a while that we know what people are willing to work for and what's right. like that's not as much that's not an incentive right because primarily the influencers we work with are not paid monetarily mm -hmm. right. the value of the experience. Yeah. So have you had any bad experiences with an influencer? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we have. Are you, are you at the freedom to talk about that? Well, I mean, obviously, we're not going to name no names. names. <laughs> we're not going to name names. But I think the biggest, like, kind of if we can paint brush the persona, is that just real egocentric type mm -hmm. of an influencer who's like me, me, me. Mm -hmm. um, and because we do mostly event-based work, that's very off-putting mm -hmm. to other influencers. Um, so then it really, that cohesion of creating a community during that event is really diminished. Mm -hmm. um, that person who's like, la, 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 you yeah, know, right. hello. <laughs> um, yeah. Just like Especially her, anyway. <laughs> Um, and, and honestly, it's, it's been typically um, influencers with higher numbers. Mm -hmm. Right. We have found the, you know, micro influencers and nano influencers um, that just, they appreciate it. They more. appreciate it. Right? More. They're more humble. Yeah. They're excited. They're yeah. like, yeah, what can we do? That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had people, you know, um, reach like areas where we were not supposed to go. At the Santa Fe Opera, we were there for dress rehearsals. And so there's activity happening when we're backstage touring. And there's certain places you're not supposed to go. And they're very clear about that. And people still, you know, well, I'm special. I, I need to get this shot. Um, so that, you know, puts our relationship with our client in jeopardy. So um, we are very, very careful um, about who we invite. We vet very heavily. I mean, we have obviously benchmarks you know everyone has to have a public instagram account so we can track those hashtags and everyone can see that content um certain numbers you know that we need people to have um but yeah we're very thorough we we communicate with everyone i don't think we've ever I'm, very few people we've invited to an event without having already established a relationship right. with mm -hmm. them so yeah a lot of work goes into building relationships before we even have them come because we've we've learned yeah. through those experiences. <laughs> That's our reputation. We want to continue to yeah. do this. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about meme influencers? Are you guys into that? We haven't really no. so far. But I mean, again, we're not a pro like we we yeah. you know we've had some people do um, YouTube. So while Instagram is, they have to have an Instagram account. 
that that is the focus. But we're happy when people can share on other platforms. So we've mm-hmm. you know had some bloggers from YouTube that have um, contributed. So we're we're not opposed. What's mm-hmm. about the influencer marketing fields is that there aren't really boxes. Like we're really making this stuff up for the most part mm-hmm. in communities. So. You know, show me a, a meme influencer who can really add value to that client. And, you know, uh, totally. Yeah, I know a few. I know your, your wheels are turning. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I know a few, but their reputation, I don't know if oh, I would yeah. feel good about approaching right. my client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with social media, it's always changing. So we yeah. always have to try to stay on top of that, too. Like, what is the new trend? Where are people? Um, and why we're looking at LinkedIn more. Yes. Oh, speaking of trends, what trends do you guys see for coming? Yeah, I was going to ask that. On Instagram. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, it's been in the works, but more authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. There was something that I saw on Facebook today about uh, Instagram specifically limiting posts that they can tell are manipulated too heavily. This is going to affect a lot of our, uh, not a lot of our influencers, but a lot of people that we know online for better or for worse. And so we're interested to kind of see how that goes. Like just because a photo is manipulated, like I'm seeing like landscape photographers need to manipulate things sometimes. Is it too much to where it needs to be blocked or monitored? I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think Instagram is mm-hmm. coming back from that like super high level curation. Mm-hmm. You know, it started out Insta, right? <laughs> You literally had to take it in app and post it. So that concept was very like genuine, authentic from the beginning. And then, you know, we all got involved and then it became this like super highly curated place Mm -hmm. where I can't post this because it doesn't exactly match. Mm -hmm. We're kind of coming back down Mm -hmm. to like a nice happy middle ground between a little more authenticity while still retaining your aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, having a ton of fun with stories, you know, stories just keep getting bigger and Absolutely. bigger. Um, Caitlin for a while mm-hmm. has definitely been on the side of watching more stories than feed posts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I like, I, if I'll refresh it. If I see <laughs> one new story, I'll watch it. Right. I'm constantly watching those stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stories um, yeah. a big part of Instagram for sure. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how, but to me, I was thinking about this yesterday. I think like Snapchat really influenced mm-hmm. all of this. You know, like who would have known that just posting a video for 24 hours would have been a hit? You know, so yeah. people prefer that than rather than posting on their actual um, news feed. You know, it's the fear of missing out. I'm like, oh, what did what did my friend do today that I'm not going to know that they did because I'm not watching their story right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you so many options like you can really have fun again going back to that like super highly curated um mm-hmm. i definitely put way more thought it, i post maybe a couple of times a week on my feed versus you know um stories which i'll do pretty much daily and yeah. just fun with and they're really spontaneous so you get kind of like two sides to a person almost by following on instagram mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And that certainly helps our marketing efforts <laughs> because as people are posting less, people aren't posting as much during our events because they want to plan it. They want to think about their posts. They want to be thoughtful about it, but they're cranking out those stories. So mm-hmm. we actually get like two bursts 
you know, so we get that initial burst with all the stories happening during the event. And then they have like a certain period of time to do their posts. So we get a longer mm -hmm. time length of time that the client gets from it. So. And then you have it like the year later when it comes up in their memories yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and highlights for it to go over and over. And over. Yeah. Yeah, we're starting to build in highlights into our contracts now. Um, we just did, we have an event next week where we're going to um, two different spas to soak. Um, we have a lot of thermal um, and mineral and mushrooms uh, here. And yes. So, um, in our latest contract that is built in, that they have to keep a highlight on their account through a certain period. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so, Going back into like the business side and you guys collaborating and and succeeding in business. So how long have you guys been in business as simply social media? May 2015. So yeah, not quite five years, although we've we um, met in December of 2014. So we've Congratulations, been. Congratulations. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to celebrate your five year anniversary with the huge insta meet or something <laughs> so it's also right around our birthday right our both of our birthdays are in may so we'll have to do hey, it. may birthdays yeah yeah actually we're going to pitch a client after this so i, I think i like i like, I like where you're going, going with that yes <laughs> i'll meet you guys out there yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, awesome. we are actually so yes we do primarily work with micro and nano here regionally but we are starting to work um, bringing more people in. So last year with that client, uh, Sunrise, mm -hmm. um, we did bring in some people from out of state. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, Chris, do you have something? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. So um, if you had to pick what's, um, you know, what's the one thing um, in terms of collaboration, what's the secret? What's that one thing? that you need in order to um, make a successful collaboration? Not shooting any idea down, right? So we, we start a lot of our meetings with brainstorming sessions, just kind of throwing things together. You never know where that yes and will mm -hmm. lead to your next big thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. really being open, leaving the ego mm -hmm. and the control aside, which honestly can hard for me. I like to control things. <laughs> you know, if you're sitting down and you're brainstorming, you gotta roll with that yes and, and you have to let others have a voice. Yeah, I can I can see that in like where we came up with this idea. We just sat in a room and throughout, we whiteboarded all the names and ideas, and I'll have to message you later what we thought we might call it. No, I want to see behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, whenever we set up our Patreon, maybe we'll talk about it there. <laughs> um, so part of our show, um, we ask one random question uh, to uh -oh. our guests. <laughs> oh, come on. Just to get to know you better. So it's going to come up on the screen here. If you had to pick any character in a book or a movie who is similar to you and why. So I'm going to pick Amy first. Oh, <laughs> oh man! If you had to pick any character in a book or movie, man, you really put me on the spot. Okay, um, let's see. 
I mean, I think we all want to be Joe in Little Women, right? <laughs> Personally, I do. Um, oh, that is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. That's kind of top of mind because it's one of my favorite all-time books, and I just watched the um, latest the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I love her. Um, I love her willingness to push outside the box. Yeah, you know, to not let those um, confines keep her down. And I really personally try to live <laughs> that. I mean, I think we're doing that in our business, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that more and more personally. And um, I like yeah. her confidence in herself. So, I'm trying to good channel choice. Channel my Joe. Yeah. Um, I feel bad. I'm blanking on yeah. the name of the person. Uh, it's the main character from Tangled, which of course is a Disney movie. <laughs> Yes, he loved Disney. <laughs> yeah, basically Rapunzel. But um, yeah. but just if you've seen the movie, just kind of uh, her powerfulness, right? Her like ambitiousness, kind of real adventure seeking, like tr- determined to figure out the answers of things, but also just like happy go lucky and um, Disney, yeah, princess, fairy, unicorn. That's life. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys for giving us insight into the topic that you love, which is collaboration. And I hope that we can collaborate someday soon. Hopefully. Absolutely. Uh, you'll be out here soon in San Diego. So we'll definitely be seeing you. And uh, if people want to connect with you, they can connect with you on all the platforms. But I'm assuming that Instagram is your preferred uh, connection. Hopefully we'll see you first. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. <laughs> At simply social and M. Any last words, Chris? Uh, what about like your website? Do you guys have a website? Yeah. Simply social media nm.com. Yeah. Okay. improved as of a month ago. It is. <laughs> we completely redid it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. This is the Business AF podcast where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.